Are you ready for the word this morning? Amen. What's the name of our church? What's the name of our church? Amen. What, why, why, why are we here? The, the, the Lord visited Miss Carolyn and we're here because there's hurting people outside these walls and said, love them for him. What are we called to do? We're called to make winners in life. How do we do it? Through an experience with God, equipping people with the word and engaging them to influence the world around them. That's what we're about as a church where we are heritage of faith. Say that, say that we are heritage of faith. Amen. I make no apologize, apologies for being a word of faith preacher. I make no apologies for being a part of a, a, a word of faith church. Amen. I, I make no apologies for preaching about faith. Why? Why? Because faith is what pleases God. Faith is what pleases God. And this morning, I'm going to talk to you about heritage of faith. This, you know, a lot of times I don't necessarily always do messages that, that necessarily pertain to, you know, on holidays and, and so forth. But, but this isn't really a message just for moms. It's for all of us. But it, it came out of m- me reflecting on moms that have imparted into my life. Amen. Imparted into my life. And, and you know, I, I believe the Apostle Paul did the same thing with, with Timothy. You know, Timothy was a young man that came up under Paul and, and Paul pastored the church. They say Paul pastored the church of Ephesus for at least five years. And then when Paul left to go to his next journey, he handed everything over to this young man, Timothy. You know, we, we don't necessarily, some scholars say he's, he, he could have been in his 20s. Some say he was in his 40s or whatever, but he does make a statement. He tells Timothy, he goes, don't despise your youth. Don't despise your youth. So, so there must have been something in Timothy that was unsure about what he was called to do and something unsure about the next steps or things that he was facing within the church. And, 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 and Paul reminds of some things and he, and he goes back and he talks to him about a heritage of faith. What is heritage? Heritage is a, an allotted portion. It's a, it's a individual or a special possession that's handed down to the next generation. That's what heritage is. When, when you leave an inheritance, you are leaving part of your heritage to someone else. And, and the, you know, there's a lot of great things we could, we could, we could, we could leave our children. There's, we could leave them stocks, bonds, um, uh, money, land. We can, we can leave our children so many things, but I don't, I believe the greatest thing that we can leave them is a heritage of faith. What is faith? Faith. We talked about this last week. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Say that with me. Faith, Faith. is the currency, the currency of, the kingdom. of the kingdom. What is currency? We, we talked about this last week, that currency is the, the, the medium of exchange. So if I'm, if I'm going to the store to purchase something, I just can't go in and walk out with it, right? I, I'm going to get in trouble for that, right? So there has to be a medium of exchange, meaning there's something that I have to release in order to obtain. And it's the same thing in the kingdom of God. Everything's been been made available to God's children. All things. He's given us all things, right, that pertain to life and godliness. So how to receive those things, how to possess those things are going to come by this aspect of faith. I dealt with this, that that grace, through grace, by grace are we saved. that's That's a good statement. It's a good idea, but it's incomplete. By grace, are we saved through faith? 
Meaning in order to, to tap into the grace for salvation is going to come through this medium of exchange of faith. So heritage of faith, heritage of faith. Paul, Paul talked to Timothy a lot about this faith. He talked about, he talked about holding faith in a good conscience. And he tells them, he, and, he, and he says this, that don't let your faith go shipwrecked. Just, just in the first chapter of 1 Timothy chapter 1, he deals with this aspect of faith at least four times in Timothy, talking about this faith. And he, we get to 2 Timothy chapter 4, and he says this to him. 2 Timothy chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4. He says, When as I recall your tears, I yearn to see you so that I may be filled with joy. Verse 5. I'm calling up memories of your sincere and unqualified faith. The leaning of your entire personality on God in Christ. Absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. So here he's saying this to Timothy in in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. He says, I'm calling up the memories of your sincere, unqualified faith. See, Paul spent time with Timothy. And he's, he's trying to get Timothy to remember something. I, 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 I'm, re, I'm remembering your life of faith, Timothy. I'm remembering how you lived. I'm remembering that maybe some of the challenges that we had together there in Ephesus. I'm, I'm remembering some of the difficulties that we had. And I'm remembering your sincere, unqualified faith. And I love how the Amplified says, the leaning of your entire personality on God in Christ in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Now get this. Then he says, a faith that first lived. A faith that first lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And now I'm fully persuaded it's in you also. So here, what is Paul saying? He's reminding him of his heritage of faith. He says, he says, I, I, I remember, I remember that faith that first lived permanently in your grandmother and that faith that was in your mother, Eunice. See, Paul's saying, look, I remember where you came from. Not only do I remember your faith, but you know, I'm taking it back further. I remember your grandmother. I, I'm remembering your mother. Oh, they were, they were, man, they were, they were, they were women of faith. There was something that you received from them, Timothy. You received insight from them. You received things from God from them. You received a heart from them. You received different attitudes from them. But it all came down to this thing of faith. You know what? And I see that same faith in you. See, in life, see, what's going on with Timothy? Timothy is, is, is struggling. You know what? And you know what? We can struggle in life. You know, being a man of faith or a woman of faith doesn't mean that you'll never have struggles. It just means that you have a strength within your struggle. You have an answer in your struggle. So here, Timothy is experiencing struggle. Maybe it's pressure. 
Maybe it's this pressure to please people. Maybe it's a pressure to perform. Maybe he's being persecuted. Maybe he's being challenged. You know, we see throughout these writings, you know, I believe he really wanted to give up. But Paul says, I want you to stir, stir yourself up. He goes on to the next verse and he goes, stir, stir up on, on the inside of you that gift on the inside of you that came on by the laying on of my hands. Why? Because God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. So here, so here, Timothy is wrestling with something. Timothy is being challenged with something, but yet Paul reminds him of his heritage of faith. And you know what? You, you, you may be struggling with something today. You may struggle with something next week and next year. And the enemy's always going to do, come to do what? Steal the what? And I believe that's what the enemy's trying to do with Timothy. Steal the word. Steal the word. That's why he says, stir up and remember the, 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 the gift that came on you by the laying on. Stir up on the inside. Remember these things. Remember your grandmother's faith. Remember your mother's faith. Remember these things. I got thinking of thinking of some moms that influenced my life. You know, I, I didn't know Lois and I didn't know, know Eunice. So God can't tell me. Remember that that grandmother faith Eunice. Remember, remember, remember the mother Eunice and your grandmother Lois says, I didn't know them. I'm sorry. I didn't know them. So Paul can't say, Justin, remember your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. My mom's name was Virginia. My mom's name was Virginia and my grandmother's name was Claudia. So I didn't know Eunice. And I didn't know Lois. So it's hard for me to relate to what Paul is trying to communicate to Timothy. But what he is trying to relate to Timothy is there were some things that were sown into your heart. There were some things that were sown into your life. By these women. Lord, Lord told me, he said, Justin, there are some things that have been sown into your life by some great moms, great moms. First thing I, I, I thought about, even in, in scripture, because I'm going to use some scripture and I'm going to use some personal stories. But I think of the story of, in Luke chapter one, you don't need to turn there, but the angel goes and ministers to Mary and tells her, that you're going to bring forth Emmanuel. You're going to bring forth the son of God. And, and she questions, she goes, how is this be seeing that I don't know a man? And she, he, the angel tells her, well, the, the Holy Spirit is going to come overshadow you. And, and you're going to, you're going to be pregnant. And, and so here the, the angel says to her, she, he says, says that every word from God is possible. Every word that comes from God is possible of fulfillment. And that lodges down on the inside of this soon to be mom's heart. Every word from God is possible. If it's, if it's a word that's come from God, then it's possible. It, 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 it has the power to, to come to pass. So all of a sudden in that moment, Mary had a choice in that moment, Mary had the decision. And immediately, what does she say? She says, be it done unto me. Even as you have said, what a mom of faith, be it done to me, even as you have said, nothing has changed yet. Nothing has happened yet. All it is, is based on what came from the word. 
what came from the word. All of a sudden, there was something that shifted in this soon-to-be mom's heart, and it was this, this, all of a sudden, there was a perspective that changed. She had this perspective of, how can this be, to all of a sudden, now a perspective of, whatever you said is going to happen. Go to, go to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. Now hold on that thought with Mary for a moment. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Jesus says this, And he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Meaning whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, the response is prayer, not fainting. Right? The answer, the, the answer will never be giving up. The answer will never be throwing in the towel. The answer, the answer is always going to be pray. Now, this isn't just this, this ritual of prayer or religious kind of praying, but this is about, but the answer is always going to be going to who your source is. And so, so with this thought in mind, this lady comes to this unjust judge. Verse two says there in the city, a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. So this, this widow comes to this judge and says, avenge me of my adversary. Then verse three says, verse four says, and he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming. She weary me. Now with this thought with Mary, there was, there was something about Mary. And then there was something about this woman here that, that goes to this unjust, unjust judge so that kind of like a tongue, tongue twister, this unjust judge saith, you know, this unjust judge, she, she comes to him. And, and so there's something I want you to see about a, a, a woman of faith or a person of faith is their, their perspective in the, in the midst of adversity. You know, the, the mom I was thinking about firsthand would be Miss Carolyn, Carolyn Savell. A woman of faith. You know, I, I was thinking about some moms that, that God deposited in my life. And I first thought of Miss Carolyn. A woman of faith. Now, now think about, now, now let me relate this to, to things that I've learned and things that I've experienced through this great woman of faith. And I saw this in Mary, and I see it in this, in this woman here going to the unjust, unjust judge. And <laughs> I'm going to stop saying that. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about, right? But, but think about it here, here. They, there was something about them is they had the right perspective in the midst of adversity. Here, be it unto me according to you have said. This woman the unju- going to the unjust judge. Why would she go to this? And she keeps coming. The only reason that she would go because she knows that she knows that she knows that she knows that this judge is the only one that can turn the situation around. 
There was no one else that had the answer to what she was experiencing or what she was facing. And I, and I think of Miss Carolyn, I, and I think of the, some of the stories I've heard. I, I think of the story of when Dr. Savell first went to the ministry and, and came to, came, they came to Fort Worth, they moved in, and, and they went and paid all their bills. And it was the next day after they all got settled, the next day, Dr. Savell was heading out of town for his first trip with Miss Brother Copeland and was going to be gone for three weeks. And Dr. Savell goes to her and hands her $3. $3 to live on for three weeks. And doctor, inside, Dr. Svell said he felt, he felt horrible that he had to do this, but he had to trust God. And, and that particular night, Miss, Miss Carolyn goes to the church and takes that $3 and has this idea and this thought and from, from the Lord says, if what you have in your hand can't meet the need, then it's seed. Meaning that $3 isn't going to do too much for us over the next, over these next three weeks. But if I plan it, if I sow it, if I give it, think about that. What a woman of faith. That story has stuck with me in, 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 in my life. That, that story has stuck with me knowing that, hey, right now I, I, I might not have where, where I'm at, but, but you know, I remember I remember my, a mama in the faith and how her perspective was that God's my source. Amen. God's my source. God's my source. God's my source. Just like, just like that woman that went to that judge, she says, God, the, the, the judge is the only one, the only one that can avenge me. The judge is the only one that can turn this situation around. I think of the stories of, of when Terry cut off her fingers and her and Dr. Savell had to walk through that situation and say, the Lord's going to restore my baby's fingers. The Lord's going to restore my baby's fingers. I've seen, I've seen personal things that, 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 that they, they've walked through. I've seen things that, that maybe, maybe the, the, the public doesn't know. And I've seen things and how it was that same measure of, of, of faith. No matter what situation it was, I know God is going to come through. I know God is going to come through. I know God is going to come through. I know God's going to turn this situation around. I know God's going to turn this situation around. I, I remember after Dr. Savell had the went in for the surgery and had the stroke. And, 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 and I immediately, uh, when, when I heard from her and she let me know what was going on, she, she just said, you know, pretty much she goes, this is what we're saying. This is what we're speaking. This is what, you know what? And I, 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 things turned around, things changed and he's healed today. But, but I believe that she would still be in that same position today. If, if st- things, things hadn't changed, I believe she'd still have that same perspective. This is going to turn around. This is going to change. 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 See, see a, a person of faith has to have the right perspective. So what have I learned from a mother in the faith? I've learned right perspective. Right perspective. Faith is the currency of the kingdom, but faith is birthed out of a right perspective, a right perspective. Let's look at this again here in in Luke chapter 18, verse four. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor regard man. Now think about, he goes, I don't care about God and I don't care about you. 
Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now, now get the, God's not an unjust judge. This is talking about a natural. This is talking about a natural person. Verse six says, and the Lord said, hear what that judge, judge says. Verse seven, and this is what the unjust judge says. And shall not God avenge his own elect? Meaning if I'm unjust and I would do this, how much more would God who's just And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? He's looking for faith. But this woman came to him. Why did she keep coming to him? Because this woman knew that he had the ability. He had the right. He had the, he had the final say. He was the judge of that whole area. And when he laid the law down, he laid the law down. When he said, you're free, when he avenges, you are avenged. So how much more our God? How much more our God? Another mom of faith. Had per- persistence. See, faith is seen in our persistence. Faith is seen in our perspective and it's seen in our persistence. Now, this, don't get me, this, this woman is not talking about going and begging to God. It's not begging God. But it's going to God as your source. Because you're the only source. A lot of times we can run to so many other things to try to be our answer. So many other things to be our answer. But it's saying, source. He's my source. Will he, when he returns, will he find faith in the earth? Will he be, will he find the one that's looking at him as the source? When I think of this persistence, I think of my wife. I think of Pastor Annette. I've seen persistence. Even, even, before, even before the Lord brought us together, I, I see a life of persistence. As, as a single mom, as a single mom working two jobs to make ends meet. See, sometimes persistence just in, in walking with God in faith, there's actions, uh, actions to our faith. It's not just hoping one day things change, but no, it's putting to you, putting to your, putting your faith to action. God, I know you're going to meet my need. God, I know you're going to provide for me. And then it's taking the actions in the natural. You know, even when, 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 you know, the Lord told, you know, what she wanted to buy a house, the Lord put in her heart to buy a house. Here she was a single mom. And in years before she had to file bankruptcy. And they would say, you'll never, it went to bank of America and said, you'll never, you'll never get approved. It's going to take so many years. And it was just a few years later, she went in and, and all of a sudden she gets a phone call from someone and says, and says, well, all of a sudden they changed the law and you, you got approved. But it, it wasn't just sitting back. And just hoping something changed. It wasn't just sitting back and say, well, I hope I have enough finances for our kids to, to buy groceries and, and to do this or to do that. No, no, it took her doing things in the natural. Persistence in the natural. But also, I saw, saw I've, I've seen her be immovable in certain situations. Talking about our, our, our children. 
I, I, there was a, there's a story and some of you ladies might have heard it and, you know, but it was years ago, our, our son, uh, Ryan, he was finishing Hillsong Australia. And, and so before they left, they, before they left, um, before he left to come home after his third year going to Hillsong, you know, all his friends, they wanted to go to Fiji. And, you know, it's like, it's only like a $30 flight from Australia to Fiji. It's like, man, I wish that that's how much it costs here to, to get to Fiji. And, and so, so anyway, so he went to Fiji and they were going to be there for a certain amount of time. But mama said, said, no, I think you need to come home on this day. Come home on this day. And he's like, no, well, everyone else is leaving on this day. And it, it's going to, it's going to be okay, mom. And she was, no, I, I really think you need to leave that day. And well, anyway, you know, she was being persistent, but he didn't listen. And so here he's in Fiji and, and it's a little bit before Christmas. And, uh, and, and so, so he, he's supposed to be flying home and all of a sudden we get word from someone that there is a cyclone, a cyclone with wind speeds of 200 miles an hour that's headed right for the islands of Fiji. And Fiji is not that big. It already killed six people on these other islands close to it. So here, here we're, we're praying. We're, we're seeking the Lord. I, I had friends in Hawaii that had a ministry in Fiji and I'm, I'm trying to get some information and so forth. It was hard to get information. And so, so we pray, we come into agreement. And, and so he calls us, but you know what day he calls us on? He calls us the day that he was supposed to fly out. The one that mama said, you need to come, you need to come home on that day. So he ended up sitting in the airport for two days trying to get a, they would not give them flights out. And so here, here we are. It's, it's five o'clock on a Friday. The, the storm is, is about to hit within just a, just a little bit of time. And, but we're, we're standing on the word. We're standing on the word and we're like, Lord, you've got to provide a way to get him off of Fiji. You've got to provide a way to get him off of this. And, and, and so we're praying, we're seeking the Lord. We're not begging. We're just releasing our faith, releasing our faith, but also doing the natural things that we're supposed to do. So she's following this inner voice on the inside of her. And so the Lord says, call this number, call these people. All of a sudden, somehow she got a hold of somebody that then three way called to Fiji to the, to a counter there where our son is. And somehow they make a three way call and change his flights. And he was the last flight getting out as the rain hit. I saw persistence in her. I didn't see fear in her. I saw, I saw a heart that was immovable. I see persistence in my wife. I've learned persistence from this mom. Seen persistence. I saw, I saw right perspective in Miss Carolyn. I see perspective. I saw persistence in Annette. So when Timothy, Paul goes to Timothy and he said, I remember, I remember that faith that was in your grandmother. I remember that faith that was in your mom. And I see that same faith in you. See, the Lord always wants our faith to be stirred up. I, I think of the, the story about persistence. I think of Matthew chapter 15, where that woman, that, 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 that Greek woman, that, that Syrophoenician woman that comes to Jesus and, 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 says, and says, tells Jesus, he goes, he goes my, my daughter is possessed. Come, come heal my daughter. Come deliver my daughter. And Jesus says, says I, 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 I'm not sent to you. I'm sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I'm sent to the Jews, not you. And, and, and she's like, he goes, I can't take the, 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 the children's bread and give it to the dogs. And she says, and she said, she bowed down and it said that she bowed down and worshiped him. She worshiped him and, and said, and said, he said, but, 
but you, you, you give the, the dogs get the crumbs. Oh, and Jesus said, daughter, your, your faith, great is your faith. There was a persistence in that woman. There was a persistence in that mom. I've seen that in, in her. I've seen that in Miss Carolyn. But I've also seen it in another mom. I've seen it in my mom. Faith in my mom. You see, she worshipped. I think of a, I think of a soon to be mom in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11, it talks about Sarah, Sarah. And it says that she was strengthened in faith as she talked to really it comes down to this. It says she judged him faithful. She judged him faithful. She judged him faithful. You know, she, here, here she, she was without, she was old of age, she was old and, 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 and how is this going to be? How is this promise going to come to pass in my life? How are these things going to happen in my life? And it says that she judged him faithful. She judged him faithful. And when she judged him faithful, it says how she was strengthened in faith. Let's, let's look at that. I want to make sure I'm communicating this right. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 11, it says, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. So here she was old and God's called her to have a child, but something had to take place in her first. Strength had to happen. She had to be strengthened on the inside. Not just strengthened in, in, in spirit or strengthened in emotions, but her physical body had, had to get strong. Because in the natural, it was impossible for things to happen. So there was something physical that had to happen, but something first had to happen spiritually. Herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered a child when she was past age. Why? Because she judged him faithful who had promised. I believe the strength went into her physical body, went into her emotions, went into her life when she judged him faithful. And I believe one of the greatest ways that we can judge him faithful is through our praise. The greatest way we can judge him faithful is in our worship. Judge him faithful. I judge you faithful. I don't see anything happen in the natural, but I judge you faithful. I judge you faithful. Every time I look at myself and, and, and don't see this changing or that hasn't changed, I judge you faithful. I judge you faithful. I choose to praise you. I choose to praise you. I choose to praise you anyhow. I choose to praise you. And so whether it's that woman that goes on behalf to Jesus, on behalf of her daughter, or whether we're looking at Sarah, they released something. They released whether it was worship or they released praise. I see faith in my, in my mom. You say, how did you see faith in your mom? You know, she prayed for me for years. I mean, she tried to get to me to go to every church service, every youth thing, every conference, every special guest, every special speaker. And inside she was, she was crying out inside. She was crying out and, and she was crying out based on the faith that she had 
crying out at one point, just from the standpoint of, of God, please save my son, please save my, and, and she, she wasn't really at a place of faith. She was at a place of desperation from the standpoint of just save my son, 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 save my son. Save my son. I, I, I don't want my son to go to hell. I don't want my son to go to hell. I got born again in, in, in January of 1993, but it was in July of 1992 where, where my mom was in, in a place of in that begging, so to speak, it wasn't really a place of faith. It was a place of begging, but something shifted that day. And this is what the Lord told her. He said, I don't want you to pray for his salvation another time. I don't want you to ask me to heal him and I don't want you to ask me to save him. I want you to praise me. Anytime he comes up in your heart, I want you to praise me. Anytime you still see the sickness in his body, I want you to praise me. Anytime that you see that things hasn't changed, anytime that you see him, smell him drunk, high or whatever, you praise me. And from that day forward, she said, I, she told me, she was, I never prayed for your salvation another day. And a month later, she started seeing, I started acting different. Then it was a, another month after that. I'm, I'm calling my, even though I was drunk, <laughs> could barely, I'm calling my parents, telling them how much I love them. <laughs> I love you, mom. I even, even told my brother-in-law, I love him. <laughs> Jay, I sure love you. Every, every time I'm going to driving, driving to work to the liquor store, my mom said, father, I thank you that he is delivered from this father. I thank you that you've healed it. Father, I thank you. I see him serving you. Oh, I thank you that he's going to serve you all the days of his life. So, so God says to Justin, he says to me, I remember the faith that was in your grandmother. Remember the faith that was in your mother. I, I have moms that have deposited pictures of faith in my life. Whether it's a right perspective, whether it's persistence, or whether it's praise. Something in I see in Miss Carolyn, I see in my mom, and I see in Annette that all these things, perspective, persistence, and praise. I see a life of prayer, and I see a life of passion. Got some P words for you today, babe. <laughs> all the ladies know Persistence, perspective, praise. You may not have had a, a mother, a grandmother, a person that deposited faith in you. But I believe God is, is or will deposit mothers of faith in your life. For all the moms, this isn't just for moms, but for all of us. Whether you're a, a man, a woman, bottom line, a child of God. 
receive the faith that comes from other people. But also make a determination and a decision that you want to be a person of faith. That you be a person of faith. That you be a person of persistence. That you be a person with the right perspective. That you be a person of praise, a person of prayer, and a person of passion. So maybe God will speak to you. Stir up your faith. Remember that faith that was in so-and-so. Remember that faith that was in so-and-so. I see that in you too. So pick up. Pick, pick yourself up. Pick yourself up. Pick yourself up. Let's not be just be people that live by faith. But let's be people that are examples of faith. Father, we thank you for the word today. And I, th- I thank you for every person in here, Father. That you would stir up on the inside of us. Maybe grandmothers and maybe mothers of faith. That we would remember the things that those that have gone before us deposited into our hearts. The things that were deposited into our lives. I thank you for heritage of faith. Yes, Father, we can leave so many natural things. We can leave money. We can leave stocks, bonds, jobs, lands. But, Father, help us, more importantly, to leave a heritage of faith. Let's deposit the currency of the kingdom into our children and our children's children and all those that we come in contact with. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We thank you for your goodness, Father. We thank you for your faithfulness. Hmm. Hallelujah. You know, one of the greatest things that we can do is to Remember the things that godly people deposited into our lives. Amen. You know, some people ask, well, how can I honor my mom? Or how can I honor this person? How can I honor the fathers in the faith before me? I think Apostle Paul says it this way in Philippians 4. He says, the things that you've heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Paul says, the things you've heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. I believe that's one of the greatest ways that we can honor those that have gone before us. The things we heard and seen in them, doing those things. Man, you talk about honoring our heritage of faith, men of faith, women of faith. Thank you, Father. You receive the word today? Well, give him a shout of praise for the word. Amen. Amen. Everyone stand to your feet. Actually, everyone seated, 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 seated. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Musical chairs. If I, got, could I, if I could have all the moms, soon to be moms, believing to be moms, stand to your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Woo! Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Annette, come up with me. Mm. Stay standing. 
Can you step up here? Mm-hmm. Oh, I believe you're an extraordinary mom. Thank you. Thank you for being an example that people can follow. Yeah, thank, you. thank you for your persistence, your perspective, mm-hmm. your praise. Appreciate you. Thank you. Amen. We look at each one of you as moms. And one, I want you to know you're a gift from God. Mm-hmm. I know at times, sometimes, you, you know, your children might not think so. But you are a gift from God. You're anointed to lead. Not just lead lead your natural children, but God will always put you around people that you can be a mom to. So a mom isn't just something that you do. It's It's a calling on your life to nurture, to bring up. And I believe that's the, the, the na- part of the nature of the father. Right. Says he created Adam in his image, male and female. Meaning there's gifts in you as a mom that far exceed just your calling in your home. Right. But there may be some, some of you here that you're, you're called to help raise up other women, young women in this church that may have not have had moms or good examples of moms. Because you may be that Lois, you may be that Eunice, that God says, you know what? They need a woman of faith. They need a mom of faith to give them right perspective, to give them persistence and to give them praise. Mm -hmm. To know what a life of praise is. Father, I thank you for every mom, soon to be mom. Mm -hmm. I declare today they're empowered. That they recognize and know their significance in Christ. Because I know a lot of times as moms, things, things going to no, notice, things go unseen. But you see every tear that falls. You see every heart cry. And I thank you, Father, for strengthening them. Because today, as a body, we judge you faithful. We judge you faithful. I believe that's what my mom was doing. Every time she thought of things, she, she judged him faithful. I, I'm going to choose to praise you. And every yes. time she prays, she's saying, I judge you faithful. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I thank you for strength into every single one of these ladies today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We applaud you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you all. Anything else, Rick? Hallelujah. We do have a gift for each one of you ladies today. We have a flower for you and we have chocolate for you. So nothing like the gift of chocolate. You're special. Hallelujah. You're gifted. Now, I believe, and I say, thank you, Father. Something about perspective and persistence and praise is that it always keeps it always keeps a vision of the end result. Keep the end result in mind, not how you see it now. That's right. That's good. But see it. From God's perspective. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you all. Have a great week. Happy Mother's Day.